Hi, and welcome back to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes, and I am your new best friend and hostess on this new book journey that we are all going on together. I'm so excited to uh, be back with you guys again this week and interviewing an author that I just had a blast talking with. Susan May Warren is the author of the Montana Rescue series, and Stormfront, which came out back in May, was the fifth in that series. And guys, let me tell you, my interview with Susan was just such a delight. We uh, actually had to cut a little bit of the interview because we ended up talking for around 40 minutes and um, a lot of it was about the weather which is very fascinating because she lives in Minneapolis and I live in Texas so our temperatures are a little bit different so it's always really funny to uh, talk to different people from all over the country about their um, climate and everything because it's just fascinating to me I know I'm one of those boring people that likes to talk about the weather I'm sorry do not uh, sue me but uh, we had such a great chat about Stormfront which guys let me just read this uh, little blurb about this book it was just just so much fun. A tornado has destroyed a small Minnesota community, and among the missing are not only a group of students, but peak rescue team leader Chet King. Ty Remington will stop at nothing to rescue his mentor, not even when the girl he loved and lost walks back into his life. But Brett needs his help more than he knows, despite her stubborn determination to uh, push him away. And when he gets a second chance, loving her might just cost him more than he can imagine. So you can imagine also that this book has a lot of twists and turns in it, but also a really sweet um, heart and a romance at the center, which was just so much fun to read. Uh, I'm really thankful to Ravel for setting up our interview and continuing to sponsor this podcast. We couldn't do it without them, and we're so thankful to be partners in crime with Ravel and Bethany House. And uh, you can get Stormfront anywhere books are sold on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Costco. The book's available for you. Just try it out. It is so much fun, like I've said multiple times. Can't, can I say fun enough? I don't know. I think I've said it way too many times. But stick around. Check out our interview with Susan May Warren. But before you do that, or after you do that, make sure you like us on uh, Facebook Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you know what? You're already here, so subscribe to our podcast so that you get a new update whenever we update our podcast. We're rolling these out, these little mini episodes with these interviews uh, a lot, so you're going to probably see a few of these popping up sooner or later. So make sure you're subscribed so that you do not miss a thing. And, you know, if you really like us, make sure you're telling your friends. That really helps. And sharing us on your different social medias. And, you know, if you really feel inclined, write a comment. Tell us, tell me what you think. I'd really love to hear it and see what we can do better with the podcast and see what kind of authors you want us to interview. But until our next time, enjoy this chat that I had with Susan May Warren. About how you got started as a writer. Sure. Sure, we're glad to. Oh, did you want me to answer that right now? Sure, yeah, let's go for it. (laughs) (laughs) When you're ready. (laughs) How did I get started as a writer? Okay, that's a great question. I, um, so I was always the person that loved to read and loved to write. And when I was a little girl, I was, I was one of those crazy people that would go to the library and check out more books than she could carry home on her backpack, right? (laughs) Uh So it was was like the backpack was full and I was writing no handed so I could like carry four more books, you know, and that sort of thing. And so anyway, I, I got the bug to write pretty early. I think I wrote my first novel when I was 14, actually. Oh, 
wow. and it was yeah no it was about a horse and a cowboy and a cowgirl and true love and sunsets and the whole thing and never got published or anything but I I kind of showed myself that I could do something like that it wasn't very long you know it was a kids book but but the point was is that I that's where I started to think oh I really like writing and I maybe could do something with this and so I went to college got an English degree I excelled in the creative writing classes I was very but my dad was all like you know you need a job that actually pays money so um so he said so I went into marketing and um that was my major and I really loved advertising and marketing it was a lot of fun and um I went on to um be a creative director at a newspaper and just a lot of things like that but then I went to into missions and my husband and I were sent over to Russia for, we, li- we lived there about 10 years. And while we were there, the nudge to write came back to me. And so what happened was that I, I'm, he was gone often in the evenings. And so after I put the kids to bed, we had four kids by this time, I would go and pursue that desire to write. And so I just started by writing, you know, I actually wrote four novels before anything got published. And um, the way I got published was that I turned in a novel um, that was... Uh, it was a. I had turned in other novels, but I was living in Russia. You know, it's like really hard to send a self-addressed stamped envelope to America from yeah. Russia, uh-huh. right? So, yep. so that was a challenge. So anyway, we ended up. Um, so I ended up being able to submit something online and Tyndale was having a contest at the time and they were looking for novellas written in interesting situations and with happenstance meetings and so I had just recently gotten locked in an elevator for about two hours and I thought what if there was a, uh, you know someone I loved on the other side trying to get me out so anyway I came up with this story idea and uh, Tyndale loved it and published it and I could not believe it so that was about uh, four years it took me about four years from the time I started writing seriously to get to the day I got the phone call that they wanted to buy the book so it was four years and four novels before I got published and oh, wow. I did yeah and I did write a big I mean I started with like a 400 page historical tome about the history of Russia which was so long, really long. <laughs> <A> very Russian <laughs> yes yes it was very very large and um and then um but I got a very nice rejection letter from Bethany Alice that said why don't you write something shorter so then I wrote a much shorter novel and it kept getting shorter and shorter where they were like actually readable and that was that was good so you know it was, it was a lot of hard work I was living overseas at the time so I didn't really know um, I had you know learned about creative writing in college but really you need to kind of throw everything out of your brain when it comes to writing commercial fiction you know yeah. it, college doesn't really teach you how to write creatively in my opinion they they teach you how to explore ideas and I think that's really important um, but in terms of writing what I would do is I would just open up a book and I would say okay what what um, what you know stands out to me what what is the characterization like what's the plotting like you know these sorts of things and I would just analyze every book I had on the shelf and after a while I started to get a hang of the characterization and you know building a character and building a world and this sort of thing and kind of came up with a formula so to speak on how to get the story on the page and once I understood that then I could actually go and reproduce stories yeah, I mean, that's so interesting that you bring up the idea that, um, call, you know, when you go and you, people spend all this money and this energy and this time learning how to be creative writers in schools, mm-hmm. and then, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to practice that, and that's the only way that you can actually learn to take the tips that they give you and actualize it. 
absolutely. You know, it's it's college is great. There's a lot of really good purposes for college. Um, teaching you to do sort of your profession when you get out isn't maybe the main purpose of college. <laughs> and so, um, but I didn't really know I was going to be a writer until I actually sat down. I, I, I learned so much about writing. I mean, I did a lot of writing um, in advertising and marketing, obviously, copywriting yeah. and this sort of thing. But when it came to actually writing a novel, what what taught me was actually doing a lot of reading. I still read all the time. I read a couple of books a week, actually. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm constantly reading. And then I'm constantly analyzing why does this work? Why didn't it work? I ask, analyze movies, um, you know, and having craft groups and partners that you talk to, talk to about story, not necessarily exchanging your manuscripts, but rather just talking about what works and what doesn't and, and why and how to, you know, create emotion on the page, this sort of thing. So, so kind of breaking it down and analyzing it is, is really where you're going to learn a lot of your technique and then of course just writing you just got to write a lot yeah and you finally find your voice so yeah it's that's how I, that's how I got started and um and I have kind of continued that mantra of just read 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 analyze analyze learn write did you find that um, your experience as in working and marketing and advertising, do you use those uh, th- sort of the skills that you got mm-hmm. from that every day as a, as a writer and marketing your product? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's always about finding the audience, finding the right emotion, what 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 does your audience need and want, what are they looking for, you know, how do you fulfill that? You know, I ask myself that as a storyteller all the time, you know, what, how, what, are, what is my audience looking for? And so a lot of times when I start a book, I'll say, what are the things in this book that my audience wants? You know, it's, it's you know, it's not just adventure, it's, it's about the plot, it's about the kind of character. Mm-hmm. If I, if I have a, a, a good tagline, you know, it's got a, the tagline has to fulfill uh, or the, the content has to fulfill the tagline so meaning you know if it's a story about uh, a woman who goes missing and the man that she loves goes to rescue her you know obviously I need to have well why is he going to rescue her what's their backstory what's the angst between them you know this sort of thing and so I'm always asking myself what emotions um, am I going to evoke in this story and how am I going to fit the needs of my readers in this story and so it's, it's always yeah that's always there and then of course in my marketing of course I, I tw- you know make my memes and my tweets and my mm-hmm. posts and my newsletters all cater towards the needs of my audience absolutely so uh, speaking of audience and the stories that you write this is the the Montana Rescue series that's your uh, is it your fourth series is that correct yeah, it's, let's see. Oh, well, let's see. I'm on to, oh, no, it's more than that. I'm on to 60-some books now. So 60, let's see. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I wrote the Deep Haven Collection, which had six books. I wrote the Christensen Family Series. Um, I wrote the P.J. Sugar Series, the Josie Series. I wrote a Montana, or, I mean, a Mission Russia Series, which was like a thriller series, and mm-hmm. that had like six. I had uh, the Noble Legacy, which is a Montana Cowboy Series. Um, I had, uh, let's see, Team Hope, which was sort of a springboard off into this series it was like my first search and rescue series and then montana rescue became my most recent one I've had a couple of side series about smoke jumpers and um some different things like that so lots of different series but i would say all of them have strong romance with a little bit of adventure or suspense in them um sometimes i veer more towards the you know shoot them up 
cowboys and um, robbers and you know, yeah. that sort of thing, suspense. But but the other times I, I have, or, or, or international intrigue, I'll do some of those. Um, sometimes the suspense is you're falling off a mountain and somebody needs to rescue you, you know, that kind of suspense. So it kind of goes back and forth what, I, and, um, what I'm working on. And sometimes I combine the two, you know, so, but I really enjoy having a strong romance with elements of suspense in it. I don't write suspense first, then romance. I write romance first, then suspense. And so, you know, there's other, there's people that flip it, you know, like Terry Bloodstock would definitely write suspense first mm-hmm. and then a little romance, you know, so I'm more of a romance and then throw in the suspense. That's so interesting that you kind of had that action adventure touch on all of the books. And mm-hmm. have, was that always like what you, when you started writing back in Russia, was that always your intention was to have this action adventure sort of vibe to it? Or did you just, cause you said you wrote historical before as well. Did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've written historicals too. I think that um, that's my personality. So I'm a very action adventure girl. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I do a lot of outdoorsy things. I, you know, whitewater canoe and I, 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 I climb and I ski and I scuba dive. You know, I do stuff like that. So oh I enjoy. Goodness. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and and so I enjoy putting those true life experiences into my stories because I just feel like they they add a dimension to people's lives that maybe they don't normally get so mm-hmm. um so i'd like to put that in and i like to i like my books to be a little bit different than the usual you know fbi spy intrigue stories they need to have some sort of uh, adventure element to them so so i guess that's just sort of my bent i didn't necessarily plan to put that in it just sort of became organic I, i'm thinking even to uh one of my first series that i ever wrote was a book called in sheep's clothing and it was um it was a thriller set in Russia. Well, the second book in that series was also a thriller set in Russia, but it was about a man who had to go into Siberia to rescue the woman he want, he loves before she gets kicked out of the country. And so, anyway, he has to go get her, and he's, there's snowmobiles, and there's ice, and winter, and falling off cliffs, and all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. So it was, it's you know, sort of very early on, um, kind of navigated to that kind of storytelling. Yeah, no, I, I love that because it's what I think is so interesting about your, especially with the Montana series and then hearing about this Russian one as well, it's like they're so different. Like it's something that you don't see, in a, especially in commercial fiction, but it's just, they're just so different. Um, the situations and circumstances for the characters are different than what we see in a lot of romantic suspense. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate that. I Thank you. I try very hard to find unique situations where it's like, oh, it's not just a girl in Jeopardy running away from a bad guy. You know, it's a girl in Jeopardy running away from a bad guy through the Glacier National Forest yeah. <laughs> or Glacier National Forest Park where they jump into a river and then they have to, like, outrun a grizzly bear. And while they're at it, they have to solve a mystery or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I, I, I like to try to have a little bit of a, a different bent. And, you know, although I do try to have the same kind of elements you know strong heroes smart heroines um you know action adventure i don't have a lot of gratuitous violence in my stories i have like realistic violence i would say but i don't have like um some, i don't have like torture scenes or something like right. that you know <laughs> and so I, I don't i don't like that kind of stuff so i don't read it but um but i so i i try to i try to give my readers what they're looking for in a susan may warren book but maybe yes change it up so that the scenery is a little different that the situations are very organic to the characters and yet something that they wouldn't normally see in a regular suspense 
So we uh, need to talk about Troubled Waters. It's the fourth in the Montana yes. Rescue Series. Can you give yes. uh, listeners a little bit just um, about what the whole Montana Rescue Series is, and then we'll talk a little bit also about Troubled Waters. Absolutely. So um, Montana Rescue uh, birthed out of my love of watching Chicago Fire. And I love Chicago Fire. Yeah. And I was like, what if I took these people and I put them in Montana and I put on cowboy boots and I made them, you know, rescue people in Glacier National Park? Because I'd been to Glacier a lot and I love it there. And I thought, oh, this could be an interesting situation. And then I thought, well, let's throw a little deep haven in there, a little small town. We'll make a little small town out of it. And, And I actually did some research and based the story off of a search a private search and rescue team that's out there in montana so so that was really fun to kind of put it together and, and then i of course i created this even before i started the series i knew the arc i knew what was going to happen in the series with all the different players and so so I started the series, so the, the backbone of the series is this uh, mystery where this woman has gone missing, and she got went missing when she was 18 years old, and she's the niece of Ian Shaw, who's the billionaire who has um, created this private rescue team. And the very first book is a free prequel called If Ever I Would Leave You, and it's about Ian and his secretary, Sierra, who they have an on-again, off-again kind of romance crush thing that's kind of you know, unrequited, and they are and it's their story against the backdrop of Esme going missing. So we leave the the that's a like a prequel free um, free like igniter to the series, mm-hmm. right? So we end we end that. The reason I'm telling you this is because the Troubled Waters picks up Ian and Sierra's story a couple of years later. Okay. So so what happens is that in the first book, Ian and Sierra. Um, they have a like I said on again off again romance um, Esme goes missing and then we open up the story the series three years later and um, something has surfaced a clue has surfaced in the first book that suggests that Esme may still be alive and so this ignites the relationship between Ian and Sierra in some ways but also causes problems and so anyway fast forward to book four um, we've seen different relationships develop in the team in different situations and now it's finally time for Ian and Sierra to uh, face the face the music. <laughs> it's the fish or cut bait, people. So what's, what's happening is that Ian, that that story really birthed from this um, this line in my head where Sierra said, "I wouldn't date him if he was the only man on a desert island." And I said, "Oh, let's just try that out." <laughs> so I kind of called her bluff there. So what I did is I really wanted to move the sob stories up to date, take taking place in. Glacier National Park, and I thought, let's just get out of Glacier a little bit and go someplace warm. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. And so we went to the Caribbean and um, and for part of the story, and Ian has a boat, and for different reasons, Sierra uses the boat um, as a fundraising tool because they have to raise money, and Ian, because he is uh, wanting to kind of make sure that none of his buddies so he invites his friends onto this boat and he doesn't want any of them they all think sierra is really awesome and hot and they want to date her and so he doesn't want that to happen so he goes on the ship with them and she's not happy about that and then of course bad things happen as they normally do and um they and they find themselves stranded on a desert island so it's it's kind of a fun story um it's what happens when you know sort of 
uh, your bluff gets called and what you know what is she going to do about this and Ian finally has a chance to get her face to face and so we just kind of have to wait and see what happens so yeah. it's a very it's a very fun story very fun it's um, so there are stories that I write for my readers and then there are stories that I write that are like kick off that are just like in my head that are great um, stories that I think will ignite my readers interest but I'm not sure right so um, this is a reader favorite this one here is like people have been waiting for Ian and Sarah you know when I said it was their story you know we just did uh, people were so thrilled to, to finally get it so so it is I mean it's a great story even if you haven't read the rest of the books but for those that have read the books um, they're really going to love this story and yeah. so that's really fun so yeah well it's always and, good to kind of tap into those fan favorites yeah yeah I always you know everyone's around just I just pick characters that I know fans are like waiting to hear from and I'm like oh yeah that's their story so the next one is also a great story Stormfront it comes out in May but um, but that one's a little different it's 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 featuring characters that we haven't met as well and so but people are really gonna love the characters in that one so it's gonna be fun but yeah so it's I just kind of have to always remember what does my reader want and um, sometimes they want something fresh sometimes they want older characters that they know and love so this is that one have you been since um, Troubled Waters has been out since January have you been hearing from fans and readers if if they're loving it Yes, it's been so much fun. I've gotten so many letters. Oh, this is my favorite one. This has been worth the wait. I just love it. I love the tropical setting. You know, just really, it's been an outpouring of really good response. So I'm really excited. And I'm really excited because I've already written the finale book, which is um, number six. It comes out in December. And that would be a reader, you know, fan favorite too. And so I'm, it's about a, it's about the love, it's about the relationship that's been happening behind the scenes throughout the whole series between, uh, Pete and a lady named Jess and so and it's their story so and so that was kind of fun to write so lots of good stuff coming up that's awesome well and so with book six being done in December are you putting are you putting the Montana Rescue Series aside for a while or are you going to thinking about coming back well, um, we've got some things in the works. Um, I, let me put it this way. You won't see the last of these guys. Okay. So we will see our favorite rescuers in the future. That's awesome. It's very yeah. exciting. I know readers will. Yeah. Especially when you've had so many books to be able to connect with readers. They know that, that that's a big deal, that they love to be able to spend time with you in whatever characters you're going to give them. Well, I really enjoy um, getting feedback from readers. And, you know, I've had a lot of people, even in this book, Troubled Waters, there's a character named Dex. And more than one person has written to me and said, please give us a Dex book, you know, and because he's a great character. So I love hearing from my readers because it does help me to know what do they like, what what do I need to look at, you know, what do I need to steer clear of, you know, this sort of thing. And, but um, I love to give readers what they want. So um, so it's always great to, to kind of know what direction to head in. Absolutely. Well, and I thought... Um... Um, for our, we're almost done. Our last question uh, sure. has to do with um, one of the things that we do at this podcast is we're very interested in knowing what um, people are reading and watching and listening to. And you've already mentioned yeah. that you're an avid reader and you also love to dissect movies and TV shows. So now I'm curious what you've been able to, uh, what's been very interesting and that you've enjoyed reading and watching and listening to recently. Okay, so let's see here. So I, I just, okay, so I just binge watched all of the Brave, which is uh, a CBC, uh, maybe NBC show. I don't remember what channel it's on, but anyway, it came out this year, and it's about a group of. Um, 
Americans or soldiers. I don't know. Um, I guess they're not Americans. But anyway, the point is, is that they're they're inter international heroes that go and rescue people. So I love that one. So that's called The Brave. I'm into this SEAL Team, which is a show that's on every week. I think it's. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just finished. Uh, let's see. I'm all caught up with Ronnie Kendig, but I love her books. So I'm constantly reading everything she's got new. She just had a Christmas novella that came out, so I downloaded that and read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my crazy vacation books that I read, I just like devoured them. I just finished the Lunar Chronicles, which is a dystopian YA series, which I know is like, what? But it was so good and pretty clean and uh, very clean, actually, and I really liked it. So, so you know, I like to vary my reading. Um, I do read a lot of um, sort of military search and rescue. I, oh, I, I just also read a nonfiction a memoir about a paratrooper, which was really, really interesting. Parajumper, pararescue jumper, that's what it was. So that was really interesting. So I'm reading all sorts of interesting things, but yes, um, I'm the, oh, and I just saw The Black Panther, which I thought was great. Oh, so, yeah, I thought it was great go. too. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, yeah, so I'm a very action-adventure kind of girl, but every once in a while I go crazy and I'm like, I think I'll just download this dystopian YA book and read this <laughs> and read everything about it. And yes, and I devoured all four books in like two weeks. So Yeah, anyway. like I can definitely see the trend with you is very much you want your stories to be moving. You want, you mm-hmm. want that action, you want your attention mm-hmm. grabbed for the entire length of time. Yes, yes, and that's what I like to read, and that's what I like to give my readers is yeah. that whole idea of that I cannot put this book down; I must keep reading. So that's that's what I like to give them. You get a lot of people who uh, read start reading at seven p.m. and then don't go to sleep until four a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then I get and then I wake up to like an, an email. I'm really mad at you, but it was a great book. But I'm really tired now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it's awesome. always fun. Well, Susan, yeah, where can uh, re- where can listeners find more information about you? Well, you know what? They can always go to my website, Susan at, um, SusanMayWarren.com. And I've got a free book on there and all sorts of sneak peeks. And I give away books all the time. When people sign up for my newsletter, I think I give away five books every time we put a newsletter out. So make it a free book. It's always fun. Awesome. Well, Susan May Warren, thank you so much for chatting with me, and I hope that yeah. you get a little bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Have a cup of tea. That always helps me. I'm I a very cold-natured person. That. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.